here it is. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode number seven of Res Hockey. As always, I am your host, Trev, and with me, as always, is uh, Bush. What's up, Bush? The Bush up here, yeah. After nights, a bit of a haze, fog, call it what you will. I'm okay. How long does it take you to recuperate after working the night shift? Three nights. It was Today would be what we call a night shift hangover, and it, anywhere between... I'll, I'll get better probably around tomorrow morning or on nine. That's almost just like a going on a three day bender. Like it takes you what, one full day to start to feel better. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting way you put it. Yeah, as a matter of fact, yeah, after a Dryden tournament, yeah, it does take a one day to recoup, fully recoup. I was feeling bad. Like when we were taxiing last night and I was like, how the heck with this? I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I I went to bed around 10 30. He's like, ah, oh, Bush can stay up. <laughs> I get paid well to stay up. I don't like to do it for free unless I were in a tournament. It's like I went to I was bed and by 11 sleeping, and I got up at like 10 to 8. It's like so the whole time I'm sleeping, you're working. Yeah. So, but I'm you get paid big bucks though. Yeah, we get we get paid a, a decent wage to uh stay up all night and do what we do, but I tell everybody I would definitely take a pay cut if I could work straight day shift on that job. Really? Oh, like uh, like a 10-hour day shift? 10-hour day shift. Love it. Would love it. Seven to five, that'd be great. We work nine to four, and I'm just oh, keep looking yeah. at the clock and just goes on <laughs> and on. I feel sorry for you guys. <laughs> But you are rich, though, so. jeez. Oh, <laughs> so our guest for episode number seven is from, he currently lives in Montreal. He's lived in Toronto. He's from, he's a registered band member with Laxul First Nation. His name is Mike Oxy. I played hockey with Mike a long time ago. He's a really good guy. So, I've never um, played him. He'd probably dangle you. Well, it's because I because we probably got beat Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Mike. Uh, I asked Mike this this afternoon. Hey, Mike, you have any plans? You want to come on a show? And he agreed right away. So we're happy to have Mike come on the show because something happened again, and we're kind of we're kind of scrambling. While I was supposed yeah. to be doing work, I was trying to figure out who we can get on the show, but. Mm-hmm. Mike stepped up, so thanks, Mike. Because of the week, can't forget that I almost no, did. It's important. It is important. I like that we're getting a lot of uh, female listeners as well asking to be because uh, of the week. So, which is yeah. cool. We're not discriminating. And we're not. So, if you want to be because of the week, shoot us a message on our Facebook and just ask, "Can I be because of the week?" We're not yeah. going to say no. So. Or ask know, away. You see me jogging on the street, my uh, my, my usual 10k warm up, and his uh, <laughs> dad shoes, and my in my fast dad shoes, which I'm waiting for to be endorsed. By the way, I gotta yeah. Nike <laughs> <laughs> or British Knights, <laughs> <laughs> even the even the New Balance. Yeah, the New Balance. New Balance, message us. Let's work yeah. together. Yeah. So, because of the week, 
She is from originally from Moosonee, Ontario. She lives in Cochrane now, the big town of Cochrane. Her name is Destiny Sutherland. So because of the week is Destiny. Destiny. So thanks, Destiny, for reaching out, for being a fan. Um, keep listening. And mm-hmm. if you want to be a cuz, like we said earlier, shoot us a message. Hey, Trevor, have you got any new uh, shirts or hoodies in the last six days at all? Yeah. The really? funny thing is, we're not even wearing the shirts right now. <laughs> oh, shit, we're not. <laughs> I'm wearing an Under Armour shirt. Bush is wearing a Hammond Ager shirt, which is a local hockey tournament here in yeah. town. Oh, wow. We're not even yeah, wearing we're, that merch. podcast, and we're not even wearing it. That's, that's funny. But yeah, we got some merch. We got some t shirts. We posted on Facebook. Um, we have a lot of women's tank tops left. Yeah. I think we have maybe like <laughs> eight or nine. That's great. That's, so that's, yep. If you want a tank top, shoot us a message. They'll message. probably fit the males. So they'll be a little bit form fitting, but they'll, they'll fit you. And we have a couple large left. I think we have three large shirts, but we're getting more shirts in. And we ordered hoodies this time. Yeah, we they're did. pretty nice hoodies. They have the hockey, the hockey lace for the the tie yeah, up. That's it around the yeah, neck. Your neck, because they can see you through the mic. Yeah, I know. I'm just <laughs> doing that again, showing where the laces are on your hoodie. But yeah, we'll be getting them maybe two weeks. We ordered hats as well. Yep, so we did. We got some nice merch coming up, and if you guys want to support us, show your love for the show, buy something. Buy something Plus for we your have a little contest going on. Like and share the post. Exactly. We have a, a Bauer hoodie up for draw. Just like and share our page, and the draw is on Thursday. Yeah. So well, what, me and one of us will figure out how to do that draw. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how yet. Just go old school style and pick a name out of the hat. I'll <laughs> take you like an hour writing all the names. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's a good job. We have, um, we like to thank print gear, Kyle Shagnoff for helping us out with that one for local to- shop, local people. Support, yes. Support your local small guys after this pandemic crap. Uh, if you have a hockey team that needs jerseys, track suits, merchandise, like shirts, hats, hoodies you know Kyle, the, you know like the tearaway jeans or tearaway jeans tearaway <laughs> jeans that what the hell have you I been wearing <laughs> tearaway <laughs> jeans <laughs> tearaway track pants you know like you know like the early like the early 90s like the adidas pants yes yeah did you is that even a thing tearaway jeans yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, we never did do this after nights. <laughs> so yeah, uh, head over to Print Gear. They have a Facebook page, Instagram. He's like, I have got jerseys and jackets for my little NHL team, and we're always the best looking team on the ice and off the ice with all the merchandise that he can order and custom make. So mm-hmm. give Kyle a, a shout out. Okay, with that being said, we have shout outs. Do you have any this week? Um, <laughs> Bush is like, I don't know, he's like a zombie. Yeah. Um, no, not offhand. 
Not offhand. Okay, I like to say a shout out to my brother-in-law Trevor Hunter, who also lives in Cochrane, Ontario. He uh, he's a fan of the show. He's a big Maple Leafs fan, so he's a big stud in my books. Boy, here we and go. he likes your TV show there, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. So he's a big fan of that too. Mm-hmm. I made him. I'm, uh, I made my sister a picture, the same one that I made made of you of a uh, oh, rip, but yeah. I just put his face on it too. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to my brother in law. Try to order one of those jackets. I think they look jean jacket. Cool. You know the the one with the leather, the one with the yellow, with the Y. As I'm putting it on my chest, that people can't see. Oh, you I should just... get a you should get a tattoo of that on your chest, <laughs> <laughs> like as if you got branded. As if I got branded. <laughs> Don't tempt me. That show still hasn't come out yet. I thought they'd be out by now. For and they're they're that's season four. Saw season four was supposed to be in the fall. <clears throat> it was a good preview. Revenge will be worth the wait. That's the caption. It's that one adopted son that did all that stuff. No, you see, you're way, way off. Well, he doesn't get along with his sister. He doesn't no, get along with his dad. Because he, he had her sterilized when she was six underage. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hmm. It's hard to say, but I'm saying it's an adopted son. So, yeah, but yeah, if you want to shout out, shoot us a message like we mentioned, and we'll see a big hello, Wache, Buju, Anin. What else is there? That's all I know for hellos. How do you say hello in Russian? Yeah, or Quay, that's uh, Mikmau. Okay, and that's all I have. Maybe I'll ask. Couple of people like Blackfoot and yeah, do other it. tribes how to say hello in their language and we'll without without using the uh, Google machine, the Google, yep, the, the Google later. <clears throat> I've been something in my throat all day. What did I have for lunch? I had pizza, what leftover pizza for lunch. I don't know. It was frozen. Oh, uh, nothing special. Did you like my nachos that I made on Saturday? I blocked you. Oh, those were so good. Like I said, you got to go with olives. I threw up. Black olives are good, though. No olives are good. Like, no olives are good. Just black. That's the only one I like. The byproduct, sure. Olive oil is, that's that's the only use (laughs) for That's not only olive you use is olive oil. (laughs) The byproduct. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, they were good. We were planning to watch UFC, but I was sleeping by then. I uh, I saw the highlights and I I threw up in my mouth, and I threw up. What's up with fighters breaking their legs lately? Eh? I don't know. It's it's just that's a horrible. I broke my ankle twice. One ankle volleyball, and the other playing baseball. So to do, and, like the uh, same ankle or the same ankle, both ankle, my right ankle. The first one, I uh, went for a block, and then I came down, and the guy I was blocking his foot crossed the line. He was on my side, and I landed on my ankle, touched the floor. It was pretty gross. And then my second one happened about eight years ago in a baseball tournament. I went to make a double play, and I turned, and my ankle slipped, and then it hurt. So I have a pretty sensitive... um, It hurt. (laughs) 
hurt. <laughs> He's going. It hurt. <laughs> I think Bush needs a hug. Oh boy. It hurt. He goes. It hurt. <laughs> it did. I'm worried you just broke your ankle for the second time. <laughs> so, what was that? Uh basketball player in the ncaa final four about four or five years ago do you see is when his shin like broke in half no you don't remember that what about that guy in uh blood sport when his leg broke oh remember when his shin came out yeah that was pretty gnarly that's the only leg i can remember is breaking it's on blood sport and then to see conor mcgregor's um it's just like his foot dislocated you know like a like a cartoon well, the guys at work said that he tried kicking the guy first and he went to back up and that's when his... Oh. So, you notice when there's a UFC fight on, you go on Facebook and everyone's a fighting expert and commutates on what are they the match and stuff. The, uh, armchair GM is oh. in hockey what they call arm, armchair coaches. It's like you don't even have to pay for the UFC. You could just go on Facebook and you'll just... <laughs> You can just read the comments and read the comments of what everyone's saying and follow along. Exactly. My voice is crushy. <coughs> it just means you're Jeez. passionate about talking on the radio. I am. Let's talk about the Stanley Cup finals. Hockey's over now. Hockey's over. I don't know what to do for the next until October. Oh, I know. They had their Stanley Cup parade today. Well, on boats. That would have been cool to see. Yeah. But the, you know what the weird thing is? No one was celebrating on the streets the night of uh, Tampa Bay's victory. Really? Like compared to Montreal or a Canadian <laughs> city where people are partying, people are all excited. There was like nobody out like on the streets in Tampa. I find it weird. Well, they're in a really non-hockey market, I guess. Yeah. Right, Florida? So I'd probably be the only one just partying hard and if I was a Lightning oh, wow. fans, just like just like outside shooters, hard and hard and... too. <laughs> outside shoots, yeah. But how funny is that with Kucherov getting a Bud Light deal? <laughs> you got to give him credit though. Yeah, you, you almost have to give him a little bit of wee because he because he probably just crushed like six or six or ten beers. That's Bud Light though. That's like water and like especially. American oh, beer yeah. too. That's true. You got a point. Even though it's what three percent, it's still. Well, you, you think about like he's his body's starved for water after playing that high intensity, and he crushed like eight beers from the time he went to the dressing room. How how much champagne you think he ingested from the cup itself? Yeah. And well, he then, had like uh, a crack rib. Yeah. So he's probably high on meds too. So that probably didn't help the cause. Yeah, I guess. True. If I was on the lightning and I won back the back cups, I'd probably like, still be on a pretty good go. You know, like Pat Maroon? Yeah, like Pat Maroon. No shirt, <laughs> hairy chest, just partying like a What's rock that star. phrase? DGAF, don't give a fuck because all he does is fucking win. <laughs> that guy's pretty hairy, man. I don't even have that much hair on my chest. I maybe have like seven I, hairs, and they're all, hairs. and they're all by themselves. So like one hair here, got, one hair three, the other. I got three. Mine's concentrate on my on my breastplate. There's three of them. 
But that guy's hairy, man. Like, holy <laughs> Christ. Yeah. I wonder if he ever pulled a, a Jerry Seinfeld and Kramer and just shaved their chest. <laughs> Probably as a rookie, you think. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's, that's something. Well, I don't know why we're. I was going to say something to think about, but now I'm not going to think about guys no, shaving their no. chest. I don't. Um, that's not in my, in my image. My memory well, you know what? The one thing I like about that, the cup final game was Kerry Price when he went up to the refs and the linesmen and he you know shook their hands. You know, I, I shows you what class. I do that every time, every tournament, because really, like, with, without those shitty refs, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Them, you know, like, it won't happen. So it's it's shitty that the media never picked up on that. But that just shows that you're right, the high class of uh, Kerry Price. I think he should have won in VP. He did not get one vote, one first place or second place vote for MVP. He should have been at least in the running for the Conn Smythe trophy for sure. Do you know a little bit of trivia? Do you know the other goalies, plural, that got Conn Smythe in a losing cause? Ron Hextall. Oh, and okay. I didn't know you knew that. Ron one. Hextall and that goalie off of uh, Anaheim, Jagir. J.S. Jagir. John Sebastian? I don't know. J.S. Jagir. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Who is but the yeah, first? Who, who, pads, though. They're like fucking, he's like six yeah. foot ten. Who is the first player to receive the Consumite on a losing team? It wasn't Wayne Gretzky. You don't know who this is? The answer is? No. Oh, man. Why would I? Because he's a niche. The <laughs> rifle. The rifle. Reggie Leach. Really? Yeah. Back in 74 or 73? Yeah, he scored 19 goals at playoffs, which is thought, still a record. I, th- I thought they won the cup that year. No, they that was the... Th- oh, shit. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's the third year that they made it to the finals because they won it one year, then Reggie got traded the second year, and they won back-to-back. Then the third year, they lost to the Islanders, I think. And oh. Reggie was MVP because he got 19 goals. Oh. The only player to tie him was Yuri Curry with 19 goals. And Reggie told me, remember, I remember him telling me one time that they only had a three-round series back in the 70s. Oh. They didn't have the four rounds like they do now. And mm. they were like best out of five series. Yeah. I know so, that. Yeah. Best of five. Imagine scoring 19 goals in a three three series yeah. finals. I was like, wow. Well, do you remember, remember Chris Contos back in the day for the Kings? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he was with uh, Washington. When he, Con- no, that's David Bruce that scored. He had like 13 goals for Washington. John Drews. John Drews, yeah. yeah. He had that good playoffs with Washington. Yeah. And then- do you think anyone will ever break Reggie's record of 19 goals? No, that's unheard of. I think Tyler Johnson was the closest one, but huh, I'm surprised you didn't know that hockey trivia of uh consummate threatness. No, oops, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> Bush is laughing at his own jokes. I know, I gotta go since this it. guy's laughing at his own jokes, we'll uh go to our interview with Mr. Mike Ock. Oxy. Yes. That's a hard name to pronounce. A-U-K-S-I. Oxy. Oxy. So 
Oxy. Oxy. Okay, A-U-S-K-I? well, uh, huh? Is it A U S K I? A U K S I. Oxy. Oxy. We'll ask him when he's on the show. Yeah, I'm sure. So uh, let's go to our interview with Mike. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Sorry, we're having a little bit of a play on words here with Trevor. You see, he's uh, he's having a little bit of grammatical issues with his own handwriting. He cannot read and pronounce our next guest. We are very, very happy, very pleased to have Mike Oxy hailing from Montreal. Well, not hailing from Montreal. Trevor, go ahead. <laughs> Mike, welcome to the show. Mike is from, he's lived in Toronto. He's from Lac-Soul First Nation, there but he's go. currently living in old Montreal. Welcome to the show, Mike. Well, as I was so pumped to get your message. Uh, just like, hey, what are you doing at 5.30? And uh, I was like, I know why he's messaging me. And I'm, I'm so pumped right now. So, fellas, let's, uh, let's get into it. Yeah, I messaged you right when I got home from work because somebody, I won't mention any names, didn't show up. And so I was like, shit, I know who I can get. And boom, I messaged you. And sure enough, you pulled through. So thank you for uh, coming on the show on very, very short notice. So that's it. Yeah. So what are you up to these days? How's our summer going in good old beautiful Montreal? It's going good. Um, yeah, I guess uh I've been like a PhD student at McGill for the last year and a half, finished my coursework. Um, It's been a good pace for me. Um, Just that, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, people sometimes with, when you don't have structure, it's hard, you know, it's just like, it's hard to make your own structure. And then I just managed to like go to bed early and get to the gym right away, then work, play video games at night. Um, I played a lot of roller hockey to kind of like with the COVID uh, rink shutdowns, which helped my sort of uh, mental health and just spiritually, you know, uh, enjoying the game just by myself with my green biscuits and got the chance to, to play indoors for the first time in like a year and a half, um, two, three weeks ago. And it was it was unbelievable. Um, I'm just excited for everybody back home in Ontario to to have that opportunity too. When you play roller hockey, do you skate to the rink or you just walk like any normal person? Because I never, I always wondered like roller hockey, do you skate or do you walk? Uh, That's a good question, buddy. Um, (laughs) Thing is like, I was a skateboarder uh, from like 15 to 17 years old. And so I just have this like, I can, I can create like an urban jungle, like Toronto or Montreal into my own playground. And so it's kind of like the, the, you know, back home on the waters, like the 20 mile breakaway. And I just make the architecture into my own thing. So I don't go fast because I don't like when you fall on concrete, it really sucks. (laughs) And I don't go backwards. You know, I just do my thing and find new spots, get kicked out by security guards. Like, (laughs) give me a break. Like, not doing anything um so yeah i don't play in a, in a rink i don't shoot i just work on uh on my hands and, and i'm working on like trying to simulate skating more because it's really really different yeah so that's it's amazing you mentioned you were a skater back back in the 90s did you have the big baggy ass skater pants like everyone used to wear well all the skaters you know what i'm talking about <laughs> of course of course. Uh, well, I didn't really have any style until I turned like 25. So there's that. But I just had what I had, man. Like just like jeans, like, a, uh, you know, like, I don't know. What were the brands we rocked? It was like 
Duke shoes with Jeremy Ray and some of the OG guys, Eric Costin and girl, you know, he just looked for that, that sweet t-shirt didn't have any money. Like if you Eagle broke boy. your deck, it was like, we're going to get $80 for a deck and you're 16. Like, beautiful boy. <laughs> haven't heard that in a while, but yeah, but no, skateboarding was like, because I was playing hockey at the same time, you know, I kind of had to make the decision to like focus on hockey because you get banged up when you, when you fall and like, but it did help me to express myself physically and focus on something, you know, you're going through your teen years, like never forget skateboarding was a big part of my life. Do you remember Edwin jeans, Bush? Do you remember the, that brand yeah, of jeans, Edwin? I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. Or Blue Notes. Blue Notes. That Blue used to Dash. be a popular jeans. Or uh, what else was popular? Blue Notes. Jordash jeans. Jordash. <laughs> I- Ikea. Remember Ikea? No. No? No. That was probably for us northern guys because northern catalogs used to sell that brand. So, but yeah, I used to, I remember I used to rock the Edwin jeans back in the nineties. I know you would rock them. <clears throat> they were like expensive. They were like ninety bucks. I believe you. Jeez. Okay, uh, so you played a few seasons in Estonia. Tell us, you got like where we asked these different players like where they played, and a couple say Europe and different countries. Now, what's what was that? close in that proximity to Russia like you gotta like we're curious what was that like culture wise yeah it was it was culture wise I don't know like my mom took me to Europe when I was a kid so like that kind of like gives you a little bit of a a mental edge that like I know what Europe's like I have an idea it's quite beautiful obviously the city of Tallinn is like wow it dates back to like the 1600s and whatever but yeah i mean like my first time there was in 2011 uh i contacted uh some hockey folks there through facebook which was really cool and i remember talking to the president of ice hockey there and i'm like i need to know if i'm gonna play in a, an exhibition game i'm going there to showcase myself and want to play on the national team um and uh <laughs> sorry i just lost my train of thought there boys um <clears throat> he's like, I can't guarantee you're going to play in a game. It depends on your level. And I, I, I hung up, called him back, called the flight network. It's like, yeah, it's $50 to cancel your, your plane ticket, something weird like that. And I'm like, called him back. I said, Hey man, I love hockey. I'm coming. I'm ready to go. And after like a 20 hour, like three plane trips, New York, France, Helsinki, like Estonia, whatever. And a three hour bus ride to like the town, the university town of Tartu, <laughs> I literally just took a leak, went to a team meeting. Everybody's just burning eyes in my skull. Like, who is this Canadian Native American man? And and I and I jump on the ice. I, it's in a, the, the the rink was in a mall, and I'm doing my like dynamic flexibility routine. I'm like, I feel brutal, but I don't care. And in the and I was I, I was doing okay. I was doing all right. I knew what to do. And popped a snipe against the top line with like the fourth liners, like first shift in the game, played a game versus like a Belarusian pro team. They were amazing. Um, good experience. And then right before lacing up versus like the Finnish national uh, junior uh, B team. So like not the top junior, but the, the second team I get called. Yeah, you're not eligible um, and you're not going to dress in this game. And you just like get your heart ripped out. And it's like, they're not, no one's interested in like a good story. Like, yeah, we're going to let this guy play. Like, it's like, no, these are the guys we're going with. And we have a very limited window to get them ready. I mean, I didn't really answer your question too much, but, but culture wise, it's very beautiful there. It's a, you know, the GDP, there's not like a lot of like, people don't have too much money. So that makes the cost of living lower. 
And I had a lot of family support that could put me up in an apartment paying like the, the minimum, uh, you know, uh, minimum rent, nothing, even just the bills, you know, pay my internet bill, got a job, personal training, coaching kids, tennis off court. Like it was a good life over there, boy. And I came back, I finished my bachelor's and master's of social work at Ryerson. And then I started to play my two years to qualify. So <laughs> it took a long time, boys. How was it playing on the international stage? Like you played in the 2018 Olympic qualifications and the world championship. So how was that experience? Uh, honestly, well, it was insane. Like I didn't even find out until like days before jumping on the plane to Eindhoven, well, no, to, uh, to Amsterdam, that I saw like a letter that was saying like, this this December 18, 1981, Mike Makwa is eligible. And I was so fired up. Um, it was amazing. Like you hear like the iconic IHF music playing when you go in. There's like a figure skating show. The girls are doing their thing. And you're like, <clears throat> you're never going to get to see that because it happens at an intermission. But you're like, they're putting on the show. The rink, the National Training Center in Eindhoven, Netherlands is like, there's like, rivers and horse stables all around it the weather was so bad by the end of the tournament like the ice was just destroyed probably kind of helped us um i was in like insane shape like 202 pounds like and i lasted for the five games in seven days relegated the netherlands in the last game 3-1 win that was way back in 2015 um, and then I came back and, um, I was like, all right, I'm done with hockey. I'm really happy. Um, but you know, it's, it's a next chapter. It's kind of hard. And then I'm just on the internet and it's like, okay, group K Olympic qualifying in Estonia, like eight months later, November, 2015, same year versus Mexico, Israel, Bulgaria. So get on Facebook, message the coach. <laughs> I'm coming to this. I'm going to be on the team. And he's like, all right, fine. And so I did it. We won like 25-1, 26-1. We're tied one all with Mexico after one in the game to decide who goes on to group H, Olympic qualifying. And we beat them 10-3, you know, but mad respect. They didn't have their top like U.S. junior guys playing in New Mexico and stuff. Just And there's no disrespect when you pump a team like that because national teams only have a limited window of time to be together. Those tournaments are practice. And it's not offside to do that and run it up. It just isn't. But whatever. I came home and, well, coach talked to me in the bar. He's like, well, I said, yeah, I'm going to come back for group H and I'm just going to train myself. And he's like, he's like, no, you're not. If you don't play Allen Cup in that semi-pro league, I'm not taking you. You can't train yourself to get ready for that level. Then on the flight home, I was like, I was like really figuring out like, oh, it's so stressful. You know, you're getting older, you're working a full-time job. Like <laughs> it, the amateur athlete in Canada has to do so much just to like make their sporting dreams come true. You know, that sacrifice and whatever. Um, Chariots of Fire was playing on the plane. And I'm like, this is a film I've heard about. And like in the opening scene, like Aubrey Montague is like writing his parents and just like, I know I'm crazy to go for my Olympic dreams, but if you were in my position, what would you do? I hope the weather comes around mom and dad, whatever. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm fucking going. <laughs> I swear. And I'm fired up. And, and I did it. Like I played for, for the Hamilton Steelhawks, you know, that plays in the Ontario Allen cup loop. Dundas, Real McCoys, Whitby Dunlops. I'm like, this is amazing. You feel like you're in the AHL. Like, the hockey's so sick. You guys know what the seniors like, Kenora Thistles and that. It's so unreal. 
So underrated. God damn. And um, I hurt my hand though. I jammed my hand trying to trying to jam X Hab Gregory Stewart into the boards. And <laughs> my, my right wrist just went oh, cracked it good. And I couldn't tell Estonia that I was injured. You know, when you kind of that culture of silence with injuries. Yeah. And the G, the the owner Jason Dalio kept saying, "Man, yo, you coming back this week? We need you. We need you." I'm like, "Dude, it's not ready. I'm playing on the outdoor rink, taping my hand with thick white tape, and whatever." And it healed up. This is the best part. It healed up in time to play a game against the Brantford Blast. We lost in the uh, the auditorium in Brantford. We beat Dundas in my last senior game. <laughs> and, I, and we go to Boston Pizza on the Saturday night, have a couple pops. I think Dave Anderchuk was there. It was insane because he's a Hamilton boy. And we played at the Mountain Dave Anderchuk Arena. And my buddy Scotty, like, I'm like, all right, like, we, we should head back, man. I got a flight tomorrow at three. Like, this is all happening quick. And I didn't take my gear out of his car. We drive back home. It's like 1.30 in the morning. His car gets towed. So my gear is at an impound lot at like young, at Eglinton and Kiel. He gets back like 10 minutes before I have to get to the airport, fly to like Budapest, stop over in like Charles de Gaulle, Paris airport. I'm foam rolling. I'm chewing like, you know what I mean? Like it just, <laughs> it's, it, it was an insane experience boys. And it's just like, this is it. Like I get to play Hungary, Poland and Lithuania another time at this, like, yeah. t- you know, we're not going to win this tournament. Like those teams are middleweights in IIHF and to play in front of like 8,000 fans, like going nuts for Hungary, losing six, two, but, but, and I just felt like the biggest sense of relief after it was over the celebration. And it's hard to leave, but I left on my terms because I could have gone back for the 2016 worlds. And I, I, I would have rather died than play another five games in seven days. Like, like, no, no, it's over. You you learned everything you need to learn from the game. And it's the best feeling to do it on your own terms. Not everyone gets that choice or to do that at 35 years old, right? Wow. Okay, so, now, so you're currently a student at, at uh, McGill, correct? Um, yes. What do you, what do you, uh, what, what's your uh, study course? What do you, course you're studying? Yeah, no, uh, absolutely, uh, Bush. So um, I, um, I'm in the uh, Faculty of Education within the Department of Kinesiology and Physical Education. Now, a lot of people like, uh, well, just long story short, like I'm not in, you know, sports science and biomechanics. I'm in uh, sort of like, you know, the sociology of sport, sports history. Uh, physical culture and the anticipated this dissertation in the in the PhD program is uh, going to be like the hockey history of the Anishinaabeg of Laxal First Nation, right? And so people like my father who played for the Pelican Blackhawks while in residential school, Roy Carpenter, Amoanja Kaneb, the boys, you know, it's just like, what was it like, you know? And I've already had some really good chats with my dad. And um, even the other day we were on a call and I was, I was writing down what he was writing because it's just so fascinating, you know, that, you know, we get to play today in the new world and stuff and it's hockey's not a perfect game, you know, like the, the shit still happens, you know, for, mm-hmm. for some of us. And I've never gotten it as bad as the stories I hear. And so at the very least, I can pray that I have the right stuff to, to retell that, that story, retell for the first time. Nobody knows, but people are more interested now. Yeah. With the with everything happening, um, 
and the awareness that time is now. And then I'm on a podcast like this and I can fire up a kid and say, yeah, I really liked what Darren Reed had to say about like, you know, racism shouldn't be a reason you quit just because someone's exactly. trying to make you quit. Mm-hmm. Use that as motivation. And all the people that were like, not cool to me because maybe I threatened them or I didn't drink and I was studious, you know, like that foul, mm-hmm. that absolute joke of hockey culture. Was it Tuka Rask was reading a philosophy book in the A and he was just reamed for that. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, I don't get it. Uh, it. It weirds me out. But um, yeah, so there's all that. And we're also involved uh, just to follow that up. There's also a, a project we're working on. We have community partners in Northern Sask and here in Northern Quebec. And it's, um, it's a program really interesting that it's designed to be digital. Uh, it's, it's a digital hockey sport curriculum so that if we can entice young high school students to say, hey, these are the kinds of careers in kinesiology that you can do. And it's like, you know how many people at youth I've talked to that are just like, if I knew that I could do that in school, I would have dialed in and said, hey, I don't care. I'll learn my biology, my chem my calculus and do all that, that I can do sports. You want to be a gym teacher? Amazing. Health promoter. Wonderful. You want to do like fitness testing that you can support our youth to like improve their mechanics, skating, their fitness, sports psychology, like, and apply it from an indigenous worldview. You can do anything you want. And yeah, so that's the beauty of it. It's not necessarily like go to the show or bus, like whatever. Mm. Some of us are going to make it, some of us ain't, but the beauty of the game, the beauty of health and wellness and trying to be active like our ancestors, like that's what I'm about straight up. (laughs) Yeah, right on. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give players, young, young guys that can take advantage of having dual citizenship? Like you were fortunate enough to take advantage of it. And what advice would you give to the young guys? Yeah, that's an awesome question, uh, Trev, man. Um, yeah, I'm actually kind of like triple citizen, believe it or not, because being like Canadian in status, like I never, I don't know if you were driving at like, like J Treaty, um, yeah. but because my mom's from Estonia, like I'm, I'm EU passport, there's no stamps in my passport. So when I got to, I was coming home from France and then the guy, the guy's like, Monsieur, pourquoi il n'y a pas de truc dans ton passeport? Like there's no things in your passport. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm a hockey player. Like, I just, you know, I just kind of flex yeah. in a band. He's talking French perfect. And he's like, bienvenue, welcome. <laughs> but anyways, anyways, um, honestly, like, there's probably, like, indigenous young people out there, too, that if you're listening to this and you have European ancestry, you might be Korean Portuguese, whatever. Like, you might be, like, like Chris Brandt. He played for the Dutch national team. And <laughs> those opportunities are there. If you can get an EU passport, and you can live and work and not be an import and play like high level North American, that gives you an opportunity, right? And I got a guy who's running a Swedish fourth or fifth team in, uh, in one of the, the conferences out in Sweden. And he's looking for black players. He's looking for native players. He's got this amazing team that he's putting together that they're going to play against higher level X SHL X second division players that if they want to come back to the States or to Canada, play U sports, play in the college loops, Nate and those te- those programs, he wants to help them to develop. And at the very least, just go to Sweden and do your thing, like experience something sick. Then for if you're a status Indian in, uh, in Canada under the Indian Act, 
then sometimes you might have an opportunity with the right little negotiations and networks to be not an import, say in the USHL. And I think that came up in one of your pods, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe if you're going to US prep school, then the international fees might not be the same. But obviously I don't know a lot about that. And so for the people that do, it would be important to plant that seed early. Yeah, for sure. Requirements. Yeah. So the pathways are very unique sometimes, you know, they're not going to be a straight line all the time. Yeah, for sure. Okay. One last set of questions before you go, we have the five rapidness questions. So you ready for these questions, Mike? I hope so. Okay. First question, baked or fried bannock? I'm going to piggyback off someone's answer uh, earlier, but basically like fried for sure, like no questions asked, but there's something about that last magic piece of bannock on a butter, you know, that last like yeah. butter that's all like yellow and with, with some nice <laughs> strawberry jam, like, yeah. so little piggyback, you know, with my own spin. <laughs> Ever use a bed sheet for a curtain or a door? Um. Not in the sense that you're asking. I knew you'd ask this. Um, my mom took me on a trip. My mom took me on a trip uh, to Vancouver when I was a kid on the train on the Via Rail. And I, and I made like a little friend and we were just chilling. And we made little sheets on the little Via Rail train. And, and that too, like it made it so that when I went to Sioux Lookout in 2002 for the first time, then I was like, I knew what it was like being on a train for a long time. And that was just an amazing moment too. You know, the way that bush hockey was there for me at the time I needed it. That's a long answer for a simple question. Boy. <laughs> I can go. That's all right. That's all right. Ever seen Ernest Munias live in concert, the King of the North? I have not. I have not seen Ernest Munias live in concert. Regrettably. Bannock burger or Indian taco? Indian taco. Toronto boy, it's, it's always Indian taco. <laughs> and the fifth and last question of the five rapidness questions is, can you jig? Uh, I cannot jig. I'm a uh, dance phobia. I, I'm one of those guys. I'll just be on the bar leaning, just looking around, <laughs> nothing happening. <laughs> I can't do it. All right, Mike, we appreciate you coming on the show, stepping up. last name, Trevor. Oxy. No, it's... No? You said it. I like how you said it, though. I like that. I can work with that. I'm going to (laughs) practice. I'm going to practice, okay? But, Mike, bro, thanks for coming on the show on very short notice. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's awesome. We'll love to help help you uh, have you come back on the show once you're done school to explain what you learned and go (laughs) more into discussion about your program. And because it's interesting, like the residential school hockey and and whatnot so yeah come back on the show for sure yeah i'll circulate this uh, once it comes out boys to all my networks and stuff get as much uh you know uh, coverage for you guys happy to support i love what you're doing i knew it was going to be sick and you guys are just bringing the heat so keep it going thank you so much mm-hmm. all right thanks bro we'll uh talk to you again all right take yeah. care mike take care bud see you fellas yeah that was a good interview with mike i would like to Say Jamiguich again to Mike for coming on the show and being a, a last minute guest. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Thanks, Mike, for stepping up. NHL draft coming in July 23, 24. That should be interesting because we got some 
causes that uh, yeah. uh, are rated. Connor Roulette is rated by the Central Bureau. <laughs> Central Bureau. How do you say Bureau? Today, Junior. Yeah. Oh my God. You Central. Let's just say Central Scouting. Yes. Let's not say that. the B word. No. So Connor's rated 36th, while Israel Mianchkum is 202. So mm-hmm. it's just an honor and just shows you how good of a player you are. It doesn't matter where you're rated. It's I would love to be rated any anywhere. So we are rated anywhere though. Like that's just it. Yeah. So congrats to those young men for being rated by the Central Scouting. And then I'm gonna watch the draft because I'm I want to see where they get drafted to. Should be good. I'm just looking at the list. Toronto doesn't have a first rounder again, which is pointless. Like, why did they trade their first rounder for Nick Felino? That was well. It's that old hindsight, right? Jeez, he's he didn't do nothing for them in the playoffs. No, well, no one did nothing for them. Yeah, I true. I'm just looking at the list. Edmonton's at 19, so yeah. surprised they don't have a top five pick. Yeah, har har. So if Toronto would have kept their first round pick, they would have been picking at 24. So, but the sh- draft year is strong this year. So Buffalo has the first round, first overall pick. Sorry, then Seattle Kraken. That's um, gonna be good. That should be a good one. Hmm. So Toronto has a second round. But no third round. Hmm. So should be interesting. I'll be watching that for sure. Nah, me. I'll, I'll take your word for it. You know, it's a good day in hockey today. You know why? Tell Pierre Maguire won't be on TV no more. Anymore. Not unless you're in Ottawa. Yeah. You don't have to watch those NBC games and have them between the benches and talking yeah. crap. And he was annoying. Is uh no, you should say he, he he's not was past tense. He just he is annoying. <laughs> like people are trying to say Uri Ferrero is annoying, but he's not annoying. No, no. Yeah, good day in hockey. Pierre McGuire got a front desk job, and poor Ottawa fans are all to listen to that guy talk. Yes. Imagine the interviews, how long and annoying they're going to be. How, how pointless. There's going to be some definitely pointless questions about them. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, that week of July 23, 24 is going to be busy because July 21st, you got the expansion draft. Mm-hmm. They don't have a list. I think it comes out on the 17th. So that should be interesting because you got to leave unprotected two forwards and a D. Yes. I def. I, I think I would be protected. Well, you would be. If the NHL had a, f- a franchise tag like the NFL does, you'd be it. Well, I mean, that's, you know, some good company. Thank you, Trevor. (laughs) (laughs) I was just looking at the Sportsnet list for the top unrestricted free agents. Number one or two? Who are they? Drum roll. Uh, Number one is Ovi Ovechkin. Yeah. He he won't sign nowhere else. You think he'd go to Russia for more money, though? Later stage of his career. So go make more money and... Mother Russia. No. No. He's going to be capital for life. He's you think be, so? He's going to be like Ray Bork. You know, he just played 20 years on one team. But he went to Colorado, though. 
Well, I mean, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know don't. I mean? Okay, never mind. You like Steve Eisenman. Yeah. Just there say Joe Sackick. Or Joe. Not Reborg. Reborg got Reborg. treated and played two years with the Avs. That's right. And knocked up. And then uh, he won. Number two, Dougie Hamilton. Uh, He's a cap hit at $5.75 million. Yeah. He's gotten better, though, as he's gotten older. Like when he got when he played for the Flames in Boston, he was kind of too young and wasn't mature enough. But, yeah, he's turned into a pretty good D2. Number three is that Gabriel Landenskog. Landenskog. Gabriel Landenskog. Number four is your boy there, Tyson Berry. You think he'll yeah. move? No, I don't think he'll, I don't think he got signed. You gotta give not, Ethan not Bear. You gotta give Ethan Bear a chance on that number one power play. Yeah, you, you you can't put him with Nurse. Like I don't I'm I don't think Nurse is as good as people make him out to be. No, I don't think it, I don't think so either. He's overrated. Yeah, he's one of those guys that he tries to act tough, but when it's time to be tough, he's turtling or yeah on the bench. So, yeah, you Oilers fans, I don't know about you guys. Come on, smarten up. Oilers Nation. Talk about Oilers debacle today. (laughs) I'm still on night shifts, eh? (laughs) What about that Duncan Keith trade? I was just going to mention that. Third rounder and Caleb Jones to Chicago for Duncan Keith. Yeah, think about it. Duncan Duncan Keith, Keith? He's how old? He's 38, and he's probably on his last season, maybe two. Well, they didn't give up much, though, right? A third-rounder in Jones. You look over the cap space and that, like, they just signed Nuge. Like, I don't know. But the only reason they traded Chicago wanted Caleb Jones is so they could sign Seth Jones and have the two brothers play together. That's the only reason. I mean... Oilers didn't give up much, though. But why would you want such a old defenseman? <laughs> While we say old, we're older than him. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Eh, he's all right, though. I guess he's okay. Yeah. I think he could probably do a good Sunday in uh, old-timers tournament. Yeah. Be okay. You'd be old enough to play 35-plus. Yeah. Definitely, definitely think about it next year. Like the Oilers, their first power play unit, they always have the four forwards and one D. Would you put Duncan on the first power play or Bear on the first power play? I, put him, uh, I don't know. I put him on the first just for experience. Yeah, he's, he, he he doesn't crack. No, or Ethan's like he's pretty much only his third fourth year, third full year. Sorry, so I mean, I can hear your damn ringer. I know it's it's going off. I got people texting me like, "Are you going to show up to uh, tonight's game?" <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh yeah, Duncan Keith. Yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah, right, put the phone on mute. Thank you. So, what's going on this Saturday? Uh, well, um, probably um, competing in in a intense intense golf tournament, the first annual Res Hockey Golf. Pot- oh fuck. I can't say anything. I'm on nights. I'm just getting off nights. <laughs> the first annual Res Hockey Podcast Golf Tournament. Yeah. Two of the at, finest 
the golf tournament golf players probably july 17th at beauty bay golf yeah. course here in Kenora. did you book tea signs yet or what no <sighs> i slept all day remember oh yeah what time should we go golfing in the afternoon? Mom. Should we postpone it though? It's supposed to be like plus 30 oh, on Saturday. If you guys want to golf with us, let us know and we'll. Yeah. We'll. Uh, Some tea times, we'll, make, we'll, we'll make something happen. Yeah. Phase three is going into more and, and this coming Friday too, eh? In Ontario. Wednesday, isn't it Wednesday? Or whatever. Wednesday, because I'm getting a haircut finally. Really? Yeah. I tried to ask Paula if I could keep the back, but she said no. The flow? The yeah, mullet. I wanted the like a mullet, and she said nope. Like me? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> she said no. I don't mind my hair. I always wear a hat. I I can't anymore. It's getting out of control. Look, look at that. Yeah, that's pretty long. Oh. Get a buzz cut in the top and I did party in the back. Do it again. Yeah, I should get a. I should get a. Maybe for the tournament, hockey tournament, I'll do that. Are you playing in that? Yes. The old timers tournament, Fins August long weekend. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Are you gonna play in that? I don't know. I okay. don't know. As Jack said, how many teams? Four confirmed. I think that's it. I think that's all we're gonna go. Four. Four. Yeah. There's so that would be Copperfin. Copperfin. Shooters. Shooters. Voodoo. And um, diamonds. Really? Yeah. They're not gonna have a team. They never have a team. <laughs> Especially well, there's a ball, there's a ball tournament too that weekend. Yeah, that is. Are, what do you are you gonna play both or just? If, oh no, I can't. I try. I try to do that a couple of years. It just it's, it doesn't work. It never works the way you want it to work. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I know. I got new gloves, new pants. New helmets. I want to try them on soon. Mm-hmm. See that how that goes. Well, there's going to be ice time in two weeks. So Ernest has ice time. So I think I'm going to. Really? Yeah. Are you going to go? If I'm not working, I'm not playing ball. Yeah, I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go. Well, if, hopefully I get my skates back. I went to the True Factory in Winnipeg. I was, uh, my eyelids are cracked. Oh. So I had to take them there and get them replaced. And the guy said, how long did you have these skates for? And I said, mm, probably around two years, two and a half years. He goes, they look brand new. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't block shots. Yeah. Every time oh, I see I, a yeah. shot coming, I do the flamingo and lift the leg, man. Or you just move out of the way. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not dumb enough to, to block shots. So I get out of the way. That's why they you still look brand new. The one time when Kyle shot at you. Yeah. Well, that, hit, that was a deflection, though. That was a deflection that hit me in the shoulder. But yeah, he just laughed at me. He's like, how old are these skates? So they look still pretty brand, brand new. But if you have a chance to get true skates, do it because they are the best skates on the market. That's free uh, publicity for true hockey. Hashtag team true. Talking about hockey tournaments, there was a hockey tournament in Calgary, Alberta this p- past weekend. Oh, really? I, I wouldn't have known that. <laughs> yeah the <laughs> hockey tournament is called draft tournament it's a tournament that you don't sign up as a team you sign up with friends and you rate yourself on like are you a good player or are you a crappy player yada 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 you rate yourself you rate yourself then they just put you in rounds of other people that 
vote that vote that rated themselves. So say me and you go yep. and you put your your uh, ten, and I put myself as a ten. They'll put us in the same round as tens. Oh, okay. So you get drafted to a team like the first round. The goalies have a drink off where they drink a yeah. beer or a pop. Then whoever finishes first gets to pick first. Mm-hmm. So you got to learn to drink fast to be able for your team to pick first. So it just goes down, down the rounds. Nice. I think they have like 13 players per team. Oh, cool. So it's, it's fun. You meet a lot of cool people, new friends. Like they have everyone, like you get, they had mayors of towns, they have realtors, doctors Holy. that go to these different tournaments and they have them all over Canada and the States. Well, the entropy can cost, a little bit high, but you you keep the jerseys, you keep the shells, the socks, your entry fees included, your ice time, and your hotel. And they put you up in nice hotels all the time. Check them out at drafttournament.com. It's it's fun. I, I've been to a few, um, and I always have fun. I played in the Toronto tournament. I went to Chicago, Jasper, Canmore, Alberta, and Phoenix. Nice. But they have them like L.A., Vancouver, Minneapolis, and they have some in Europe. I think yeah, they I went to that. Europe one year in Japan. So it's fun, though. You go out there, play hockey, and it's it's for everyone. Like, like level-wise, it's for mm-hmm. beginners or players that have been playing for 30, 40 years. I played against this one guy in Chicago. He played for University of Michigan in the nice. 70s. Like, wow. His his feet and his speed weren't there, but he was so smart with that puck. Yeah, eh? yeah, he was super nice guy. Playing the IHL, Mm. like back in the day when the IHL was like really good hockey. So you get a lot of players like that, like older players and young guys that are just starting, brand new beginners. Mm -hmm. So it's fun. You play three games, then two games, three games on Saturday and two games on Sunday. It's something for you hockey guys if you want to go play in a hockey tournament. And it's just for fun. And you get to meet a lot of people. You get to drink a lot of soda pop. A lot of soda pops. Soda pops. So it's fun. I always have fun. And you get to keep the stuff after. So something for you hockey fans that want to play hockey. Have fun hockey. What's that? Is there an age limit? No. No. I think you got to be 18 or 19 plus. So oh, okay. just a legal age because the legal for that dra- for that draft party you gotta yeah. be able to consume alcohol. So oh, right. But yeah, that's uh something to think about. I have fun. Anything else that we should discuss before we leave? Um no. No? Nothing. I'm not talking about nothing. nothing. <laughs> no TV shows, no movies. Um yeah, have you watched a quiet place? Nope. Coming out this month. Is that a movie? Like on Netflix? Uh no. I think you gotta I think it's on Prime, but you gotta rent it though. It's like five bucks, but it's a pretty good movie. The Hmm. sequel's coming out. That's I'm gonna watch it today or watch it this month when it comes out. Uh no. No nothing. I don't know what to do. Nothing. I I went on a trip uh one time to Minneapolis with my grandfather and I picked him up in Thunder Bay. Then we drove to Duluth, which is three hours, and we we stopped for lunch. And I asked, "Hey, Grandpa, what do you want to eat for lunch?" 
and he sat in the car. We were thinking. He goes, KFC. I was like, of all the restaurants you want to eat, <laughs> it's KFC. So I took him to KFC, and he loves his KFC. And he was just happy as a kid in a candy store. He was so, so happy and pleased. But when we went on that trip, I took him to Minneapolis to go watch St. Paul. Saint, I mean, Minnesota Wild. And Chicago Blackhawks, he's a big, he was a big Blackhawks fan growing up. And so he was able to uh, watch his Stanley Cup winning team because the Blackhawks won that cup that year. Mm, Nice. I think he was 80, 83 when I took him. It was the middle of January. It was just cold. And him and I did a fun little trip to St. Paul to go watch his. Yeah, it's something that I I will always remember. And. Hmm. Especially now that he's passed on. It's just a, one trip that meant a lot and it was fun. So that's what you mean. That's that hockey's awesome and there's so many yeah. different things that we could relate to hockey and it brings out the best out of everyone. Unless you're Bush because he's a goon and he likes to fight everyone. Uh, you, you just, holy, talk about ruining a moment. Did you have a moment? <laughs> I had a moment until you ruined that. That's the truth, though. I'm not a goon. Have you ever fought in hockey? No. No, not once? No. no. <laughs> You're lying. Look at that freaking <laughs> smirk on your face. I've never got Well, I've been kicked out a couple tournaments here and there. My, my For career. fighting? Um, Maybe. Maybe. Well, hmm. games, games for sure. Hmm. Yeah. Something I got to look into then. I'll ask around. <laughs> well, people, that is episode seven of our show. Yes. I am Trev and with me as always is Bush. Bush. Yeah. A.K.A. Rip. Yep. Rip. We got to look online to see if some uh, can find you some tearaway jeans. <laughs> <laughs> what are you at? 36, 34? Exactly. Yeah. Are you really? 34. Yeah. Oh, shit, that's a lucky guess. <laughs> yeah. That sounded all creepy that I knew that. I know. It's like, Wondering. sheesh. <laughs> 36, 34. You can find some tearaway jeans, 36, 34. I want to look on eBay or Amazon to see if there's wish. Yeah. That site might have it. If you anyone knows where to get tearaway jeans, <laughs> Put us the matches or post that link on our Facebook page and I'll buy a pair for I'll I'll sprout it out. Or if you have a pair you want to donate, send it to Bush. Yeah. Bush has to wear them. Even Velcro. They can be your new town jeans. (laughs) (laughs) Tear away jeans. (laughs) Okay, guys. We'll see you next week. See you guys. Peace.